Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here, and we are ready to go, Mike. I, you know, every week we start this show, and we say that we have a loaded show. I don't know, Mike, in the history of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, we have more to talk about this week than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you talk about a full five-pronged attack it's coming at you from all sides we're talking tigers we're talking wings we're talking pistons we're talking nfl we're talking pro wrestling and we're talking olympics i mean you're not gonna find this quality of coverage anywhere else uh especially here in the state of michigan and we're just gonna we're just gonna jump right in but you know i would be remiss before we kind of jump into everything make sure you guys go to uh, swiftlifestyles.com use the code always right for 50 percent off it helps support the show a great deal um, and also go to uh, I'm always right PC.com and find our official t-shirt on sale as well. So uh, make sure you guys do that. We appreciate the uh, the support over the last month and a half or so. Views and plays and downloads are up, and we can't say thank you enough. So, uh, well, Mike, let's just jump in here. Let's talk some Olympic action here. There are too many sports to cover um, individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so much 3x3 women's basketball that we can talk about in an hour time frame. But um, – just your overall overall thoughts. We, we haven't got to cover an Olympics before. So yeah. this is the first time here on the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Um, you know, what have you enjoyed so far? Is there some sports that you kind of have like a guilty pleasure watching, you know, here for the summer? Because obviously last year we didn't get them. So this mm-hmm. is fifth year we haven't, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, are there, are there sports that you kind of enjoy more than others? Um, you know, how have you enjoyed the presentation so far? I mean, yeah. every 10 seconds NBC is going to remind you that you're watching NBC. So... Um, but I mean, is there a sports or is there something that you've, you know, kind of recognized so far? Obviously the U S I've found is either really, really good at something or they're never going to medal. It's, there's no in between. Yeah. It's either their first or second or they're not going to, they're not going to medal at all. Um, just give me your thoughts on the Olympics so far in the early stages. Yeah. I, I love the Olympics. I find a lot of the events to be a lot of fun. It's a nice change of pace. It right? really is. Yeah. Um, a good, I think my favorite event are all the dashes, like the 100, yeah. 200 meter dashes. Yeah. When Usain Bolt just goes nuts, it's just a lot of fun to when watch. When he's looking at the camera and everybody else is stressing and he's yeah. just like, what's going on? Yeah, he's like, he like turns around and like looks behind him as he's crossing the finish line because he is so much faster than everyone else. Yeah. It's just so funny to watch. Oh my uh, gosh. But any, yeah, the, the sprints, obviously USA basketball is always fun to watch even though, even if they lose, it's, it's still a, a good a time. Go. It's been a rough time these last couple of days. Um, but yeah, I would say sprints, all the aquatic events, the the swimming. Like I watch the, water polo. Yeah, water Talk polo about goes a hard. Strenuous sport that is. Yeah. they got to be like just treading water for massive yeah, amounts man, of it. Yeah, the literally. US women's team is disgusting. I watched them yesterday on Saturday. They were playing, I think, against Japan or China or something like that. And they just, their hand eye coordination just passing it. They all use one hand, by the way. They yeah. don't ever catch it with two. It's always one hand. They got a face full of you know somebody else's face for a while and then it's just like pop 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 and it's in at one point they scored like 15 unanswered goals Mm -hmm. and i was like and it was halftime and i was like holy crap yeah there's a lot of good stuff um yeah olympics are always fun it's like a nice like three-week event where like something's just always on yeah whether it's like something you want to watch or not just be like listen i don't really know a lot of these athletes like the simone biles of the group right yeah obviously she's a you know a legend in her area but like a lot of times, just nice to be like, 
oh yeah, let's go US. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's just go. You know yeah. what I mean? Or it, like I was watching uh, archery and I was like, the Korean team was on there. And if you guys don't know, I'm quarter Korean and they were going against the Netherlands. I was like, all right, let's go Korea. I'm like, go let's Korea. do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I go. I go, Usain Bolt's out there. All right, yeah, he's let's the man. go, right? Yeah. Let's have him beat everyone. Yeah. It's like, come on, US for second. US for <laughs> second. second. <laughs> and they always, the two guys yeah, always right? come in second from the US. Yeah. But Usain Bolt's always. <laughs> Six feet ahead He's of He's done, him. had a small sandwich while they're still finishing the race. Yeah. It's fine. Um, the one thing that I will mention about the Olympics, though, that's kind of – I don't know. I don't want to say, like, kills it for me a little bit. The, some of the announcers for the Olympics I feel like need to, like, commentate on other sports or get more practice in. Because yeah. there are times where they have the, quote-unquote, like, expert of the particular sport. Like, let's watch in fencing. That was a rough go. Like, yeah. it was rough. Maybe it's just because I have high expectations for some of the – we kind of get spoiled here in America with some of the people that cover the major sports. Mm-hmm. But, man, some of that is – it's funny, but it's also like you're really bad at your job. Like, <laughs> yeah. clearly you know a lot about the sport. So they're trying to educate people, people yeah. which I get. But, man, there is, like, no hook to be like, oh, man. Like, you're just yeah. kind of like, well, in fact, that was a touch. And, yeah. I, and I was like, dude, like, at least – Pretend, pretend to be excited. Yeah, you're pretend excited. you You know care. what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the biggest moment of these athletes' lives, and you're like, you did a really nice job. <laughs> yeah, could you, could you imagine on a replay after oh you win gosh. a gold medal and you yeah. go, all right, let's rewatch this back? And the guy's like, man, and yeah, he, touched tec- him, yeah. he touched Just, him for the win. Right, exactly. Great technique. And yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, could you yes, imagine? I'm going to go watch another channel. Yeah, when you, when you go back to like the Michigan, like the block yeah. punt thing, right, and yeah. imagine the announcer going, wow, he blocked that punt. Yeah, right. And he just took that back and won the game. He didn't catch it. And the game is over. And you're yeah, like, and you're oh, just like, okay, oh, fine. okay, cool. The game's yeah, over. I, yeah, that's I, fine. It's, just, it's a little bit. Or like all the NBA like game winning shots, they go, ah, oh, he made it. That's yeah. that's cool. No, uh, no kidding. Like, it's, it's like it's, such a weird. Yeah, I, I feel that. It's rough. But it's overall, rough. great time at the. Olympics. No, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's one of those things to where you you, you know you can get out of the rooting for a team or you know and it's yeah. just kind of like let's just enjoy seeing these things right like the you know all the sports you name it i think it's a great time even if you don't even understand what's going on sometimes like i just think it's the the level of athleticism the level of competition there is really second to none quite frankly so it's it's a lot of fun um if you're not watching i don't know what you're doing like just have it on in the background even it's just nice background noise if nothing else um it's been a great time um no they're not watching because baseball's on Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about baseball right now, actually. You know, we – I was hoping we were going to come on today and be like, the Tigers are undefeated in the second half. And they were for about eight games. And yeah. then the Royals came to town, and somehow that was our kryptonite, which is unfortunate. But they are close to 500, the Tigers are, right? We're, we're, we're creeping in. Um, they're still like, I think, eight or nine games out of the second wild card spot. Um, but – and I mentioned that because – you know, Alavila coming out and making some comments as the Tigers were kind of on that two-series sweep run that they were on coming out of the All-Star break. And he says that the Tigers are, quote-unquote, done rebuilding, and now they're just building. And they are in um, position to potentially start acquiring players rather than dealing some players. Now, first mm-hmm. off, you have nobody to deal right now. All your trade assets, Michael Fulmer, hurt. Boyd, hurt. Um, so you don't really have anybody you can deal. No one wants Miguel Cabrera's grossness contract. Um, but uh, the, the comments, I think, kind of took me back a little bit because to, to say that a team that is sub-500 right now 
it is quote unquote ready to go and like they're ready to start adding pieces. Where does that? Where do you? Where are you at with that comment? Because I was I was shocked by it, but I don't know if it's him just being confident. Like okay, maybe the young pitching is there, so now we can just start adding some big time bats. They don't have big money really for anybody except for Cabrera mm-hmm. um, or to any of these guys. I mean, give me your thoughts, Mike, on, on what that means because I I was shocked to hear him say that. I don't know if that's just him trying to be like, no, like this is a team that can win because mm-hmm. they's not. I, I don't know. AJ Hinch done a great job since that eight and twenty six start, but like yeah. I I don't see it. Yeah, I've liked the the minor like I guess you call it turnaround that the yeah. season's had where like yeah. you go they from finished five hundred this year. That's a great Yeah. Thing. Like they go from unwatchable practically yeah, to they're like fun. They're to fun. like to like I enjoy turning it on mm-hmm. on one of my two TVs to like kinda of have in yeah. the background while I watch something else. Right. And so if you get to that point, like that's where the lines are for me too. Mm-hmm. Is they're just like on but like I'm watching another yeah. game happening. Um you're in a pretty good spot at that point then. You're not in the best spot, but you're not in the worst spot. I do I don't think they're ready to just start buying people. Yeah. yeah. I think if anything they need to try to get rid of like I know like Candelario and like Scope are like your yeah. best players right now. Well, Scope's but, like be gone pretty soon. He's yeah, not but like long term. That's what I mean. Like you like the best play was to try to like flip some of these guys to get yeah. like a maybe more draft capital or maybe another guy or something like So they can take another right handed pitcher. They took ten in yeah, this last draft. Ten of them. I'm not even going to talk about the draft. We are going to talk wings draft, by the way, but I'm not talking this draft. Yeah, and this draft, but yeah, we're yeah. Not, but we're not right. talking that draft. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I think they have like mm-hmm. they have a pretty nice pitching rotation coming up, mm-hmm. and they have like two mm-hmm. or three nice like batters yep. slash fielders. It, it's on yeah. either side. Outside of that, though, I don't think they're fully red. I don't think they're like two or three guys away yet. Yeah. I think they're still a year or two away from getting to that point. And so I think you have to wait. You should be waiting that year or two. Mm-hmm. I would probably say two years before you like pay for those two guys to like really fall out your rest of your roster. Yeah. You're not there yet. Yeah, I don't think they are either. Now, if they go 500, if, there are, if they finish 500 on this season, right, or right around there, a couple games below, a couple games above, whatever, um, I would say that is a dramatic improvement, right? Yeah. And I would say that that you can say, okay, listen, we have pieces that we can build around. The, maybe the young pitching staff is finally coming together a little bit. We have some, we have some of these young guys that are kind of coming to fruition. Now you have two big bats that you're hoping are going to come in and be contributors, right? You have Riley Green and you have Torkelson, kind of ready to go whenever they're ready to pull the trigger on them. I've been in favor of pulling the trigger since last year, um, especially on the shortened season. I was like, let's go, chip, chop, chip. Um, but at the same time, I just I, I just wanted to touch on it a little bit because I don't, I don't think they're ready yet. I, I'm, I'm 100% agree with you, Mike. I don't understand the confidence, I guess, about it, um, you know, that they are, quote-unquote, a, a playoff caliber team because – they're not, and, mm-hmm. and they don't stack up against some of these other teams. They don't stack up well against Boston. They don't stack no. up well against uh, the Dodgers. They don't. I mean, some of these teams would destroy them mm-hmm. in, in quick fashion. Your pitching staff, while promising and on the upswing, is still young and extremely inexperienced, yeah. and you don't have a dominant offensive threat right now. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. 
it'd be interesting to see what they do in the next off season or two, especially yeah. if Avila is still pulling the trigger. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I hope he's not, but I, yeah. I think he will be. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I mean, here's the thing: they go 500. You're like, see, see, we're, it's starting to come around. It's and a Patricia then way. 25 games below 500 the year after that. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now it's time to fire him. Yeah. We're always like a year too late on when we should fire people in Detroit. We always it's always know. like, oh. Some optimism before it's a you know Rod Marinelli I think is a perfect example. Hey, we went seven and nine. Yeah. And now it's zero sixteen. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Like, yeah. Like we yeah. really need mm-hmm. to get you out there that year before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. All right. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's talk wings. Um. I was. I got a lot of impressions. The wings have done a lot of moves in the last few days. They get the defenseman I think from the Islanders. They get a goalie uh, in exchange for a third round pick. Um, from the Carolina, I think it's from the Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, the, the two of the big draft picks that they had, uh, the defenseman, uh, what's his name, um, Edvinson, and the goalie uh, Sebastian Casa, who's six six by the way. Um, big swings by Stevie White. Right now, everything that I am reading, everything that I'm hearing, and just kind of my own kind of impressions, right, is. I don't know if this Tampa Bay Lightning winning on the Stanley Cup lit a fire under Steve Eisenman's ass or what, but he has been extremely aggressive in this offseason of going and targeting guys that he really wants. And this draft, I think, is another example of that. Big 6'4 defenseman out of Sweden. Tell me if you've ever heard the Detroit Red Wings took a defenseman out of Sweden before. It's never happened. I'll wait for that. Okay, that was sarcasm. It happens every year. And they get this big goalie, right, who's arguably the best goalie in the draft class. He's 6'6". Even on his knees, he covers the whole the mm-hmm. whole net. He's a huge dude. Um, this, this smells of me where he's tired of losing. Mm-hmm. And he's ready to turn this ship around now. Michael yeah. Rasmussen, he signs a new, new deal as well uh, in the last couple days. Talk to me, Mike, a little bit about where you're at. You know, some of these draft picks we're not going to get into too deep. It's too hard to tell. They're, yeah. they're a couple years out. But it really felt like to me that Eiserman had a very specific plan. He said, we have this weakness and this weakness, and we need to go and address it now. And I'm tired of waiting for it. I'm not going to wait four more years to develop, guys. I'm going to go attack the issue now and, like, let's go. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of felt like that to me where he took some big swings. Yeah, I, and most importantly, I think the goalie one for me yes. was the big one. Yes, where I, I agree was with like, you. Yeah. I think that's. I that, thought there was a goalie in play at six. So yeah. when they didn't take, when I went, all oh, right then, maybe yeah. the guy they traded for is the guy. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's like twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. He's at six six. He just covers the whole net. Yeah. I think I think it, it was great to get him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was the like runner up or third place for like rookie of yeah. the year yeah. this past year or something like that. And so I was like, man. Getting a guy like that is just right. phenomenal because the goalie position in hockey is right. like the quarterback position or like the point guard position in like it's football, the most basketball. Criticized position on the, on the yeah, it's most criticized, yeah. and it's like if you can find a, a solid one, mm-hmm. then you're set for as well, long as he's playing. And the, and the guy they traded for, right? Uh, now Djokovic from the Canes, right? In exchange for Bernier and uh, a third round pick in that in that draft, right? Yeah. They they give. Uh, uh, Djokovic, um, a two-year deal worth $3 million a year. So, And a lot of people going at it say, okay, the Wings are looking at him as a, okay, he can take up minutes now, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to probably be the starter going into next season. But there's also, they have a little bit of hope that maybe he could be more. Yeah. And then you draft a guy to sit for two years mm-hmm. and get ready to take over yeah, in exactly. Casas. So, like, they really went and said, we have a huge problem at goaltender 
let's address it in the best way possible. Yeah. Everyone's saying the Hurricanes basically got swindled mm-hmm. for nothing for a guy that's got an up, he's got an yeah. upswing of potential, and then they go and draft the, you know, let's say arguably the best goalie in the draft. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's like best case scenario where you have yeah. a guy sitting here for two years, yep. and if he turns out to be great, then you go. Okay, it's kind of it's literally what exactly what we want the Lions to do with a Jared Goff situation, 100%. where 100%. you draft a quarterback next year, and if Jared Goff is great, you go all right. Then we have two yeah, we pretty two solid. Guys, we have two we're solid the best quarterback. quarterback yeah. yeah, and at worst case scenario, the backup guy just plays, or the guy right. you just draft right. rolls into a starting job and it turns out to be good. So yeah. I think it's the same thing here, where you have this goalie who's going to play for two or three years while you drafted a goalie. He's mm-hmm. going to sit there, and in two to three years, if he's you know, a top five goalie in hockey. Cool. Now you got two right. goalies you, on your team that are solid yeah. and you can throw them in a, in a every, you know, two yeah. game rotation kind of thing. And if he sucks, you can get rid of him. And the goalie you just drafted, it could be your star goalie <laughs> yeah. for the next 10 years. Yeah. So I think either way, I think unless the goalie draft is absolutely awful, mm-hmm. um, which is absolute like bottom tier worst case scenario. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I think it's a pretty much a win-win scenario yeah. in any way. So I loved what he did there. Yeah, I, was I, I was glad that he was aggressive. And like I said, it just felt like to me like he was like, all right, enough of this. you know. And I do think like he didn't go out and spend a bunch of money, right? They, they are going to have some salary cap flexibility. So they do have the position or the potential to do some sign-in trades or even you know, the thing that I don't know a lot of people enjoy doing, but I do think it's important, especially in a rebuild, is to take on bad contracts in exchange mm-hmm. for more draft capital as well. Yeah. They have the ability to do that. Um, real quick, I do want to mention, did you notice that in this draft, the University of Michigan had... Yeah, like five people drafted yeah, or something. Their yeah. first, second, and I think fourth and fifth picks were all either Michigan players or the one kid from, who went fourth over, I think, was a Michigan commit. Yeah. How crazy is That's that? Wild. Like, I not in a million years... Also, how did you not win the NCAA championship? But I mean, I know they got canceled out, but still, like, dude, like, you had that much talent, yeah, talent. on your team, you couldn't bring it home. My goodness, I just thought that was that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, but I saw that. It was wild. I was like, whoa! Well, Michigan hockey might be the best Michigan sports team out there. Yeah, I guess not that surprising. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Michigan basketball is pretty, it's really it's pretty up there, but yeah. we're, we're, it's really just a shot at Michigan football, but it yeah. is kind of is what it is. I love, I love what the Wings did, though. I'm excited to see what, you know, we're now in year three of the Eisenman plan, right? Uh, is this, yeah, is this three, year three? Two or three. Yeah, so we're, we're really kind of starting to see, you know, we saw a little bit of headway. I mean, we didn't have the number one overall pick this year. We weren't, you know, so, like, it's – Slowly but surely, kind of coming together, which is exciting for me. Um, let's just mm-hmm. focus now. Let's just keep on the draft talk here. Let's talk. Let's talk Pistons draft. Sure. It's coming next week. We're gonna save uh, some wrestling talk and the Bucks finals win to the end, um, and the NFL stuff as well that we're gonna hit on. But let, let's talk Pistons because I do think this is important. Um, to say that this is probably the one of the most important weeks for this Pistons franchise in the past ten. 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won the title in 04, went back in 05. When was the last conference final? 08, 09? Yeah, 08. 08, I think. I think 09. Oh, no, it couldn't have been. It was 7. 7, I right? Think, and yeah. then 8 was the year they got swept by LeBron's Cavs. No, right? 7 was the year they got swept by LeBron's Cavs. Because oh, eight, 8, Boston made it. And Boston oh, yeah, beat the you're Cavs. right. No, you're right. No, yeah, so seven, right. 7 was yep. the, one, the yep. last conference finals where right. LeBron put up the. Right, so you made three playoffs since 2008, basically. So yeah. it's been a rough go. And you haven't made out the first round or one. One of Playoff game. games yeah, since won a game. Yeah. So that, they got swept um, in the last two or three times. Yeah, correct. Um, so with that being said, right, you're looking at okay, the the number one pick. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you you did the 
tank without tanking thing to, yeah, to perfection. perfection. I yep. mean, Troy Weaver has executed everything, um, you know, has, has dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Um, you know, we have seen some rumors that Cleveland is looking to possibly trade up. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they have enough stuff for I mean, I, I get it. They have Sexton and a couple other young guys that could potentially be intriguing. Um, we are now hearing a lot of reports that Houston is doing whatever they can, including selling their children at this point to get to the number one pick to take Kate Cunningham. Um, they're a team where you go, they have nothing outside of draft capital to give the Pistons. It's like, okay, well, you get – okay, you're going to give me more draft capital, but I, if I can just take the best player, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't really see how that yeah. benefits If them. this was – the difference between – this and like any other sport was if this was like football yeah it'd be different because houston's, houston's not going to be good Correct. so you can guarantee okay so you're going right. to be a top three pick next year anyway right. so you know this pick's going right. to be in the top yep. three mm-hmm. with the with the uh nba with the nba and the yep. draft lottery system right. it turns into okay you're going to give me a top six protected right. right but if i'm picking five next year right because that's how the draft comes mm-hmm. out or whatever that's how the lottery comes out then mm-hmm. i just gave away cade for basically a fifth round or fifth overall pick right. when i could just k- take right. cade and be set Correct. so i think that's how it's different or you don't get that maybe it does it falls out of the top so you didn't get that pick now so yeah like, there's a, so yeah it, many it falls out now you're you know, you're picking 10 yeah, yeah. exactly there's but like so if problems. there was no lottery i go okay so you're going to be a top three anyway even right. with cade right. so i wouldn't matter as much yeah. so yeah, that's exactly. why and, and two in the nba too I think more than anything, the NBA is one of those few sports. The NFL, if you're the first overall pick or the third overall pick, either way, you're expected to be an impact player. If you're a yeah. first-round pick in the NFL draft at this point, and even kind of second round, you better come in and probably play meaningful snaps. Yeah. In the NBA, there can be a drastic difference between being the first overall pick and the third overall pick. Yeah. Like, there is a drastic difference. I mean, between a Zion and an RJ, there was a drastic you know what I mean, kind of thing. Yeah. Now, John Morant was, you know, in between there. But what I'm saying is that there can be a pretty big talent drop off in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. And because the NBA guys, you only got five guys in the court, you have to make an impact if you're that high of a pick. Yes. Um, first question for you, Mike: Is there any way possible that Troy Weaver doesn't make this pick? I'm not gonna say draft K, but doesn't make this pick at one. I, I mean, what would I mean? I don't see a package. I, I don't. I don't there. think so. And I think Cleveland and Houston actually make it more solidified because they don't have because anything. well because because they are trying to like if you're trying to so aggressively take the number one pick right. that means you're multiple so, yeah. multiple teams are seeing what right. you're seeing. Right. So it's like confer. It's like the Trevor Lawrence thing where it's like, do you take Trevor Lawrence or do you take, do you take right. like Zach Wilson? Right. And when like eight teams are like, please give us number one because you yeah. want Trevor so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, so you eight are seeing what I'm seeing. So right. I'm not like the crazy one right. thinking that this guy is amazing, but like mm-hmm. everyone else is like, oh, we don't want him. We'll right. stick. So mm-hmm. I think the fact that like they're like we like Houston's like we'll take. Jalen Green, but we really want Cade. Yeah, and right. Cleveland's like, we'll give you whatever you want for Cade. Right. Meaning, okay, so these two teams definitely want Cade. Yeah. So that and means Cade's got to right? be the number no one. No one's pick. trading up to get Jalen Green. No one's no, trading yeah. up to get the the USC center. What's his name? Evan Mobley. Oh, Mobley. Thank you. Um, I was gonna call him Mobley, but that's the Jungle Book. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you're right, right? It, and it, it's it's kind of reinforcing the fact that he's clearly the best player in this trade. And I do think there's a drop-off between him and Jalen Green. Now, yes. second part of this question is, and, and we've talked about this before, but I kind of want to come back and revisit this question. 
knowing what Troy Weaver has done, mm-hmm. he's done everything right so far. It, it, I mean, if you want to say the Killian Hayes pick was the wrong pick and they should have taken Halliburton, fine, I'll let you have it. Yeah. But right now he's done everything right. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't take Cade, are you still going to be able to talk yourself into being like, he must, there must be a plan. There's got to be a reason why there's something either wrong with Cade or something Green brings to this team, this iteration that's going to help us win yeah. over Cade Cunningham. I think the three weeks ago, I think we yeah. talked about this, and yeah. I said I would be okay because I trust Troy Weaver. Right. I think thinking about it now, I think the only problem is there's so many people that want to move up yeah. where if you stayed at one right. and decided Cade's not the pick, mm-hmm. Jalen Green's the pick, I now think my, you don't get anything yeah, for my, him, my problem right? is you could easily go, okay, Houston, give me four first-round picks That's 100% and then correct. move down to two and take Jalen Green. Right, and, go, and then That's either the way, wanted. you right. wanted Jalen Green and now yeah. you have – two top five picks in, or two lottery picks next year or whatever. Yep. Like, that's where my problem would be mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Is, is if they don't make a move and also don't take Yeah, him, yeah. Right? Like, you can't do both. You can't not make a move and then not take Cade. Yeah. You either have to take Cade or trade down mm-hmm. to then get Jalen Green or Evan right. Mobley or right. whoever, whoever you, you want. Whoever you right. want. Suggs, exactly. whoever, whoever that guy is that you love, yeah. uh, you have to trade down because you can't use that number one pick. Yep. To take not Kate basically right. is what what I'm saying. Is there a perc- I mean, if you had to make a percentage, right? What's the percentage you think that they that they take Kate compared to not taking Kate? I think it's like ninety eight. Yeah, I was gonna say two. I'm pretty high. I think Weaver is just going. It's fine. I'll listen to anything because if yeah. you're willing to give me, like, if Boston comes in, it's like we'll give you Jason Tatum. And yeah, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> all right, well, we'll take Jason Tatum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if Houston comes out, it's like we'll give you Kevin Porter Jr. Whoever like Christian Wood back right. and four first round picks, I'd go for the for the number two pick, and then you just get Jalen Green, who you yeah. might like. It's right. like, oh, okay, but like other than that, I think it's it like would have ninety-eight to, be such to a massive. Like we'll yeah. give you our whole team. Yeah, basically. we'll give you literally a pick of the litter of this right. team, like one or two players plus yeah. three plus yeah. plus first the number round. two plus because they have picks, I think twenty-four and twenty-five, I think in this draft. Houston yeah, does something. Yeah. Um. So I mean, those aren't twenty-three and twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, what do you what do you think that they should do round two? The Pistons got a couple picks in round two yeah. as well. I'm looking at a guy. I know everyone's gonna call me a homer, and that's fine. And because I did watch a lot of Michigan basketball, but if Isaiah Livers is sitting there, I don't know how that is a guy that Troy so, Weaver would not love. Yeah. So there there's a few people. So yeah. so the, so the second round. So the first like ten picks, I was like, I kind of know who yeah. these people are. Right. And you stuff. have a you have a basket of these yeah. are guys in, in some particular order. Yeah. After that, I have to shout out my friend Josh from work. Yeah. Because I was like, he big is Josh. he big Josh. He 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 is so in. Like how me and you are in yeah. for like all seven rounds of the NFL draft. We know right. everyone's name by I heart. Have, I'm gonna be locked into this draft. This is the first draft. Actually, second. I watched last year's too because I was yeah. excited. This is gonna be the first, second time in like ever that I'm gonna be locked in to see what the Pistons do. Yeah, exactly. But um, he he knows like all yeah. sixty uh, whoever's right. gonna get drafted. He knows like exactly where there he are gets potential the, slots. Yeah, Basically, potential he slots. does the breakdown of what we do for the NFL. Yeah, draft. and he does the NBA. So I was talking to him about it, and he said so. This first, so they have three picks in the in the second round. Yeah. So at pick thirty-seven, their first one, there's a guy named Nemias uh, Quita from okay. Utah State. He's a center and he's seven foot one, two hundred and fifty pounds. Jeez. He said apparently he's a good like stretch guy too, so he can kind of move out a little bit. But he's also just 
ginormous yeah, in the middle. Yeah. And so he's pretty much a tank. So that's a guy to look for, yeah. possibly. And 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 to kind of solidify that a little bit, too, the power forward in the center positions. I know they, they took Isaiah Stewart last year, but if we remember, they were trying to get up to number four last year to take who who wound up uh, going to Chicago, uh, the Florida State power forward. What was his name? Um, you remember what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're right? talking about. Yeah, yeah. That was the guy that Troy Weaver was looking to get. Yeah. But he couldn't make a deal happen to get up high enough to go get him. Yeah, so they end up yeah. taking Killian. Yeah. Yeah. Um second, uh there's uh so th- there's another center. This is the one where mm-hmm. um he was so his name's Felipe Petrusev. He's from Mega Bemax. He's like a offseas yeah. guy. Uh he's tell a, by the name. Yeah. <laughs> he's a power forward center, six eleven dude. This is the spot where um, because Isaiah Livers and Isaiah Todd, yep. Yep. who was a former, former Michigan, Michigan recruit yep. guy, yep. um, this is the spot where he was like, if you wanted to take a shot on Livers mm-hmm. or Isaiah Todd, like those are two yep. names that are right. below there, yep. would be really solid there. And then the third guy, his name's Josh Primo, shooting guard out of Alabama, 6'5". He's literally just like your Kyle Korver, yep. Luke Kennard, like sit in the corner off the bench and shoot some threes. Notice so, how that's in the second round, not top ten picks. Yeah, Van Gundy. Yeah, this is yeah, this is pick fifty two of sixty. That <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be this go, is the right. Lakers, the right. one that Lakers yeah. gave you okay. uh, last year, two years ago. Yeah. Um. So those are the th- five names in yeah. the second round that he said if they pick them, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah. Kind of names. And look at right, we we kind of know some of the profile, right? The reason why I kind of I lean towards the livers a little bit just because of a couple things, right? It's the intangibles for me, right? The leadership. The fact that he plays hard defensively, right? He can stretch the floor. He's got a good three-point shot. He rebound. He does all the things you want, right, out of a player. So um, there's clearly I'm, – I'm very, very excited for this draft. This is the first time I've really looked forward to a Pistons draft outside of last year in a long time. Um, yeah. Troy Weaver coming in, doing what he did. I mean, we were, I think, on the air last year. Um, when he was wheeling and dealing and making trades left and right, and you know he was trading this Christian Wood's gone, this guy's, and at one point you're like, we had players, and you're like, don't expect them to actually play because yeah. they're gone. And he, it was, it was weird, it mm-hmm. was crazy. I mean, he did so many things in such a short amount of time. Um, it was really exciting, quite mm-hmm. frankly. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it was it Thursday's the draft? Yeah, the 29th. Yeah. Um. So like I'm really, eight, yeah, nine, it's yeah. very, I'm looking very, very, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be exciting. And I think it's, this is the time, right? This is yeah. a new era of Piston basketball and it starts that yeah. night. So it's, it's extremely exciting. Any surprises do you think in the draft as a whole for you? Any guy that maybe think you think slips or goes too high? Um, I, I know I'm kind of throwing a lot at you right last no, minute. I know. But. Um, not really. So talking to Josh yeah. about it, he said like the top four is basically as Locked close in. to solidify as yeah. you can get. I think the first real surprise, like, and it's not even a surprise, but like guys like Scotty Barnes, Jonathan Kaminga, yep. uh, Franz Wagner, all are supposed to be like top I, ten guys. I still don't get the Kaminga one. I get a little bit more. I don't get how Franz is a top ten pick. Yeah, I he wasn't even the best player on the Michigan team. How yeah, is he supposed to be? I mean, but I don't. Man. I don't think you're gonna see anyone that's like. Whoa, yeah, like right, a yeah. guy who's like a second rounder, all man, like shoot yeah. up. Or, like, I don't think there's gonna be anything super crazy in this draft. I think Isaiah um, Todd's wishing he went to Michigan right now. He went on that, probably. Early, that, what was that, whatever that team was in the G League that was mm-hmm. supposed to be like the super team. You know, Amir yeah. Johnson was on that former Piston, mm-hmm. was on that team in the G League. Yeah. I think that's crazy to me. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think he regrets going. I think now, I think people are gonna because he, what, he averaged 12 points. Five rebounds, 
there, and I'm like, that's just not like if you were at Michigan playing power four with Hunter Dickinson there, yeah. and Isaiah Livers playing the three, Wagner yeah. playing the two, and yeah. like you know how you probably would have averaged like 20 points a game there, right? And yeah. then now you're looking well, at Jalen Green. I think only averaged 17. Everyone talks about yeah. Jalen Green, yeah, 17 or 18 scorer, or something. Like, he only yeah. had 18 points a game. Yeah. Like, that's not blowing me away by any yeah. stretch no i think especially with this new like you can make money like the alabama quarterback making like a yeah. million dollars already yeah. as a freshman kind mm-hmm. of thing like if you could as you're making money i don't think a lot of people are gonna be choosing g league anymore yeah. i if think you're, it's gonna help quite a bit and we uh, talked yeah. about that a couple weeks ago right we talked about how it's gonna help teams like michigan like the dukes the north carolinas that recruit well yeah. are gonna be able to keep these guys now because they're getting paid mm-hmm. already um all right, let's shift focus here. Let's let's stay on the NBA topic here, but we got to talk about the finals. Yes, we, we do. beat it to death. Um, clearly, we don't know how to evaluate playoff teams because I think we were wrong pretty much consistently through. <laughs> yeah, I, here's the caveat to this year, and I'm okay giving myself a caveat. Yeah. Whereas the injury bug hit pretty hard. It Actually, did. you know where we were right? Yeah, Milwaukee. We were right. We were right about now, Milwaukee. Now, some That's of the true. teams are like I going, lost faith in the finals, which yeah, clearly I did, came I did back too. And blew my, but blew back in my but face. um, but we we had Milwaukee strongly That's in the true. finals. We did correct. But definitely um, had the Lakers. Definitely had the Lakers going really far too. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. But the team that beat the Lakers straight up in the first round got to the finals, mm-hmm. and I think it was just the injury bug that we yeah. didn't account for, which we never account for. Well, that's can't. not fair. Well, you can't. Yeah. It's not possible. When we do our rankings at the NFL teams here in a couple weeks, as training camp gets underway, you, I mean, like we're gonna take into the fact that Cam Akers got hurt, which yeah. sucks. But at the same time, the Rams are still gonna be a top ten team. Like there yeah. are things in the roster you can't predict. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it though. And. You know, Milwaukee gets a championship, first time since Kareem was there, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, Giannis having the finals of, of his, his life. life. I mean, my goodness. Um, you know, he looked like a man possessed. Coming off that injury, too, I was really, really mm-hmm. impressed with what he was able to do. It, it honestly looked like DeAndre just didn't know what to do. It was yes. just like, I feel like if this would have happened five years from now, maybe it could have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Like if Aiton and him were the same age and they had yeah. the same amount of experience, because I just felt like, there were times where DeAndre Ayton was like, I've never faced anything like this yes. before. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and, and Giannis took advantage. I mean, putting up 50 yeah. at any I think, time. I think, I think that showed the playoff experience like so 100%, 100%. hard. 100%. Like, I think, I think the bubble. Well, no one from that team had been there. Yeah. I mean, even Chris Paul. Yeah, He's Chris Paul's never, never been, been on there. that stage. But, yeah, like you look at the bubble. Like, Phoenix went 8-0 in the bubble, but that was like no fans. Like, that's why the Miami Heat were just shooting right. to the moon because right. there's no fans. And they played defense. Guys, guys like yeah. Tyler Hero were able to just like ball out because right. no one's there like – Screaming and throwing mustard <laughs> at him or something, whatever. Um, I don't know what they throw at people. I, think, I don't go to games all I think that often. We, I think so. we need to go to a game and throw mustard at a guy. Yeah, I guess so. like, See, it happens. Yeah, it happens <laughs> once in a while. I don't know what happens at games. I don't go to games often. Throw mustard at the guy. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think you just saw that like Milwaukee has played in conference final oh games against gosh. like Toronto yeah. and all these previous ones, and Phoenix is like this is their one time wonder because I was talking to people and I'm like. I don't know how often There's they're going to no get way. back. There's no way. Especially your Chris Pauly's. Nope. I don't think they can get back, really. No. So I was and like, quite frankly, is... I think it's beneficial for them to let him go. Yeah, And probably. let somebody overpay for him because um, he's going to yeah. want $60 million. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, I think they're just ner- – like, the nerves got there. DeAndre was like, 
how is this guy putting 50 on me? I don't understand. And like, the mentally. Too, they didn't have, they don't really have that second. I mean, like, Jay Crowder's there. I got that and stuff like that. But, like, from a power forward standpoint, they didn't really have any help for him either. No, like, that was, you know they were I mean? undersized. Yeah. And, and I, I took that into account. I was just like, I just thought Devin Booker was going to be I a did too. Beast. I mean, after, really, the, after his first couple rounds, I was like, dude, he can't miss. Like, yeah. there was a point where I'm like, dude, you're shooting at like 60% from three point. Yeah. Range. I I'm saw, like, I saw, goodness. I saw a Twitter post that was like Chris Paul from like the, the, angle yeah. right next to the free throw line like mm-hmm. the el- i think it's called the, the elbow, elbow like yeah. the inner elbow he was like they were like yeah he shoot he shot 33 for 33 did you believe it because it probably like it sounded yeah. true right. and i was like it sounded yeah, true right. because i think yeah. he literally shot really close to that from right. that spot he only had 12 points but all of them were from, from right that there. exact <laughs> same spot and then he shot that shot from like game three on of the finals and never made any no, of them clank, so clank, it just clank, kept clanking yeah. off so and I that's the problem too is that chris paul has was not an offensive juggernaut of a person, right? Like Devin Booker, even in the series against the Lakers, right, which is the one that I think most people watched, like Devin Booker putting up 50, okay, it's cool, but Chris Paul only had 12. Yeah. And you're like, all right. Mm -hmm. like, But he just kept doing it. So you're like, I guess we're just going to ride with this and see what happens, right? And then one guy would have 30 out of nowhere, and DeAndre Ayton would have a double-double. Yeah, a nice 2010 or something. Yeah. now, I do want to ask you this because – and this is the number one thing I hate about NBA media and NBA people covering the NBA. Mm-hmm. I just don't like them. Colin Cowherd, you know, Shannon Sharp, you know, not Skip Bayless because anybody besides Michael Jordan just refuses to talk about <laughs> yeah. um, But all of a sudden it goes from Giannis is not a top five, top ten basketball player mm-hmm. to – Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Now Shannon Sharp has made that already. Where he go, you know, they basically ask who's the best player in the NBA, and he goes, "Yep, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna say Giannis Antetokounmpo, best NBA player in the NBA." Yeah. I look like a horse. I don't know why I talk about the NBA, even though I was a football player and I don't know nothing. Anyway, where is two questions? Where is Giannis for you right now, overall in the league as an individual player, Mm. and then two. What did this do for him, legacy wise? For whatever reason, the NBA is the one one professional sport where we're, we're all consumed with legacy for whatever yeah, reason. I, but it's I don't know why it's a thing, but it is. But we 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 crucified him last year, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They should have never lost to the Heat in the bubble, regardless yeah. of what people say. But now he comes out like a madman on a broken leg. It looked like at one point mm. dominates it. I mean. I'm not going to say they shouldn't have been there, but it is what it is. And mm-hmm. he has the finals of his life. What what does it mean? Yeah. Big, big so, picture for so, you. So, yeah. So, I've thought about this long and hard because this is what I do I just think it's time. amazing to me how he just went yeah. from, well, he's top 30 to now he's the best player in the league. You're like, what? I, I still – now, people are going to be like, oh, this is the homer pick. Yeah. I still think fully healthy, yeah. like asterisks because he hasn't been healthy in like three years. But <laughs> – Fully healthy, I still think LeBron can be the best player. I still think fully healthy. Like, we yep. all forget, like, 10 months ago, he put up, like, 42, 12, and 9 yep. in a finals, in the Game 5 finals game. Right. Like, like that just happened, like, 9 months ago. Like, it wasn't, like, 6 years ago. So, but I, I do still believe that he is the best player because he still does right. everything well. Mm-hmm. However... Till Kate yeah. Cunningham puts on till Kate, yeah. Till Kate Cunningham puts on, <laughs> and then maybe he comes up to be the best. Oh, God. I still think he is the best, but I think Giannis made a very strong case. However, I think you have to look at one, and I kind of ding KD for this a little bit, where the team was like mm-hmm. floating when he wasn't there. Giannis did miss two games against the Hawks, and they won both of those. Yep. 
Just yeah. like how Kawhi, Chris Middleton really came like Kawhi, close. everyone's like yeah. Kawhi's great. They were doing. They went to six games with with yeah. Phoenix without Kawhi. Now Kawhi right. would have put them over the top. Of Kawhi, they would have yeah. won. They would have beat Phoenix with Kawhi right. there. And but they ended up beating Utah when they were down 2-0. Mm-hmm. Kawhi leaves, and then they win four straight. Right. So right. I'm like, so some of these games where I'm like, and then LeBron, it's like he he's at 75. percent The team just falls apart and can't do anything. <laughs> so for me. I look at I still think LeBron's the best, and I still you can make the argument that I think KD slightly, even though Giannis beat him head to head. I don't think it was a fair head to head because no. I think KD had one and a half teammates basically playing yep. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think KD slightly, uh, like skillfully, mm-hmm. is probably still above him. Yeah, and I think Giannis is third. You think Giannis is third, but Giannis did like a jump up from like like I thought guys like Anthony Davis, maybe yeah. even Luca. Like yeah. I thought some of these guys were more skilled and had more stuff right. to do. I think Giannis <laughs> proved he's solidified in the top three somewhere. But I don't know if he's number one or two. I've never yet. seen. It's a fine. He was possessed. He really was. He right? really was. And, and and it was impressive to see. And it was nice to see. Quite frankly, a guy that. You know, I think so many times we get consumed with why didn't he do X? Why mm-hmm. didn't he do Y? He came out and he went, I did it. Yeah. I did it, and I did it emphatically. Yeah. And for all the crap we <clears> give <throat> Mike Budaholzer, like, I give him crap every single game for yeah. everything. Because I think he's kind of I also really think bad. he doesn't look like a basketball coach. He yeah. looks so disoriented on yeah. the sidelines. But, Hilarious. But the one thing I will give him credit for is I think he made the adjustment of Giannis, stop shooting the basketball. No kidding. And just go in. You're like, yeah. Nobody yeah, can stop sh- it within two he feet. He shot 72% from inside like three feet. And yeah. I go, yes. No kidding. That's what you should do. <laughs> like, like, that's the thing with stop like... Stop yeah. shooting threes. Like when, like, when you watch previous Cavs with LeBron years yeah. and you go... Okay, so how did he get thirty-five or forty points? Because he drove to the basket fifteen times or right, something. Exactly. I'm he like thirteen for fifteen. Yeah. And he got fouled. Like he realizes side. game one and two, he can't, can't shoot. shoot him out. Yeah. So he's just gonna drive every right. single play, and that's right. how he gets to thirty-five or forty. I'm like Giannis, you can get fifty. Do you think by just driving? Do you think they get infatuated with the fact that they want to feel like they're like I'm gonna be a I am a complete player. Watch, like yeah. I'm gonna go shoot. I'm gonna go five for eight from three. That's something I don't think Giannis feels. Yeah, but I I think that like the thing like, is like when you I think it's like the embarrassment factor of like what they do to Ben Simmons because he's yeah. awful at shooting too is that they stand <laughs> like they they stand like ten feet away from him. Yeah, and so he's like, let me show you that right. I can shoot. Oh yeah, you're gonna leave me open. Clank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like they want to at least prove that yeah. they have the ability to shoot to like right. I just, open that up, know, but. It was extremely impressive. I give Milwaukee a ton of credit. I give I give Chris Milton a lot of credit too. He yeah. really he was clutching in, in some of those games when especially when Giannis went down. He's you know when you get to a point where the almighty Kendrick Perkins has talked about him being the Batman of the group. Also, I want to bring oh, up one more God. thing about yeah. this whole why I put Giannis at third. Yeah, and see. Everyone's going to hate me when I say this, and you're going to just like laugh and be like, I hate that you brought this up. Okay, but it's a very gosh. true point. Okay. So in game – I got to make sure I get the right game. It was game four. Okay. And they were down 37 to 21. Yep. And you probably remember yep. this because I think I texted yeah. you. They were down 37 to 21. Mm-hmm. Giannis goes to the bench, and their role players tied the game back up when Giannis came back. And yeah. I said <laughs> – I just shook my head. I said, you got to be Every kidding LeBron me. LeBron fan's like – Vietnam flashbacks. Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Goes, sits down. He's up by 12 against Golden State. He sits down for 90 seconds, seconds. and they're down by five. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> so I, that moment right there, I was like, you could put up 75 and oh, I'll man. never forgive yeah, that's that. Great. That's going so to funny. the bench and then tying the game and you coming back fresh. <laughs> 
And you had you like his plus minus was like minus twenty five because he went so to the bench funny. and he kept up by twenty. Oh but you know um, they won, so it's fine. no. I mean, good for them though. Right. I do think this was important for him though because if he didn't win this one against a Phoenix team that wasn't supposed to be here, yeah. right? You had all the momentum in the world. You beat the mighty Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you don't have the LeBron nightmare to face in the finals, and he's a different being. I don't care what you say; he's a different guy in the finals than he is anywhere else. Um, if he had to get it done, I yeah. like more than anything, there was so much pressure on this Bucks team to get it done this year. If they never win another one, it doesn't matter now because yeah. you can say, "I got one. I got Milwaukee." Mm-hmm. to an NBA Finals, and we won the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, that, it's, that's, that's extremely yeah. important. It is very important. All and, those and, MVPs, the defensive player, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But if you don't have the championship at some point to go along with it, it only goes so far. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can ask Aaron Rodgers that, right? Like, it's been 11 years since he's won a Super Bowl, since he's been to a Super Bowl, and people are really starting to, like, let him – fade away a little yeah. bit on that all-time list. When you're like, I, dude, now, the greatest to, I was going to say, to that point, though, yeah. if Giannis never gets back or anything, you'll get to that point. Yeah. He's got to get back. But you have a nice like four-year window now mm-hmm. where like if you lose to Brooklyn... You just got to wait LeBron out is yeah. really what you need to do. Yeah, you just have to do better than what LeBron does now for the yep. for until LeBron retires. Yep. And now you can, you can easily submit yourself as the best player if mm-hmm. you just... Do better than what LeBron does in the West on the yeah. Eastern side, yeah, if, which is well, easier to do. If they're continuously going to the conference finals and above, yeah. then I don't think anyone's going to have any complaints, no. right? But it's the fact that he had, he was unable to get there yeah. and get it done. Or like, he went he, to, yeah. the one time he went to the conference finals, he blew a 2-0 lead to Toronto. Right. And, yeah. and that's the thing is where you look at it and you're just like, he took over. He was the best player on the court, and everybody knew he was, and he acted like it, and yeah. he played like it. Now, let me reverse this here for a little bit. Um I'm going to come right out and say I do think Devin Booker, whether it's with Phoenix or somebody else, gets back. I do think he has the ability. Yes. I don't know if it will be with Phoenix. but I think he's good enough to join. If he yeah, joined if another he team, team, he'll he, definitely be yeah, back. Right? Yes, as, a, as a part of like their big two. Like yeah, two, three, three or whatever. Right. Yeah. Chris Paul, though. Is this it? It, it, like, be, and here's the thing. I'm not gonna say because I don't think the Lakers or teams that people are talking about trying to acquire him can afford him. I agree. I, I look at the math on it. They'd have to cut everybody yeah. to have Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Chris Paul, and then you have to take everybody would have to take vet minimum to sign to mm-hmm. make that money work properly. It's not possible, and I yeah. don't think they should, quite frankly. No. But outside of him doing that, yeah. Is there any circumstance you can see him going to the right place and getting this done? I'm assuming he would want to go to the East because at least there you've got a better <laughs> chance to get yeah. there than the West. I think the West it, is so volatile. Yeah, the West is terrifying. Yeah, it's tough. The top part of the West is yeah, tough. The at top least like, the East, like every year, it's somebody new where you can kind of make yeah. the argument like, hey, listen, we got a solid core. Yeah, so a team that's never going to be brought up yeah, and I probably isn't even in the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. but a team that I think he absolutely could make a run with yeah. is the Philadelphia 76ers. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why I knew you were <laughs> going to say that, but I was like, he's going to say the 76ers, isn't he? I had a yeah. feeling you were going to do that. Yeah, because yeah. obviously you're not going to like join the Bucks, which would yeah. ab- no. absolutely well, be the number Holiday, one. Well, they, they got Drew Holiday. They gave up so much capital um, to get They're there. not going to enjoy the, the Nets. No. And the only other team that's there that I think is viable to compete right now yeah. with 
um, is the Sixers. I think with like guys like Tobias, Embiid, yeah. I think he can do his cool mid-range stuff while yeah. also facilitating Embiid mm-hmm. down inside mm-hmm. and Tobias to work out the middle, yep. the mid-range and the outside. And you got shooters like Danny Green and Seth Curry out there. I think that team with like a facilitator like Chris with Paul better could, leadership too, yeah, by the way. could just move the ball around and really give teams trouble. Because mm-hmm. I think Giannis... As good as he is, there's a couple Giannis stoppers out there, yeah. and I think one of them is Embiid. I think Absolutely. Embiid can sit there yeah. and just nothing mess else with can you. negate him, right? Yeah. Well, okay, you put up two, I'm gonna put up two. Yeah, like I think I think the only two are probably Anthony Davis healthy yeah. and, and Joel Embiid yeah, are the right. only two. And Embiid healthy, let's yeah. be real. <laughs> and Embiid, well, yeah, like yeah. like asterisks that they're yeah, like completely sure. healthy. Yeah. But I think those are the only two guys that can stand in the middle and pound for pound Giannis mm-hmm. and would also have the supporting calves yeah. to also be better than what yeah. the Bucks are. So yeah. I, I think now they're never going to be taught. Like Chris Paul has no yeah. inkling at all to go to Philly probably. He's probably either going to try to get to the Clippers, yeah. the Lakers somehow – or like, yeah, I, 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 or stay in money. Phoenix or something. Yeah, right. But I think Philly, if you could make the money and everything work, I think would be like a perfect like fit and like role. Yeah, and then like I, yeah. Ben Simmons, you could do whatever with. And yeah, and you know that's that's a whole thing, and I'm I'm very excited to see what happens in this upcoming week here because you know there's talks Bradley Beal could be on the move, Ben Simmons could be on the move, right? It, it, there's some there's some pieces. Russell Westbrook could be on the move. Every every big name player it looks like the Lakers are linked to. So apparently you guys are gonna sign everybody and nobody. Okay, so so the move if you're a Lakers fan and I'm a LeBron fan, so I have to be a Lakers fan for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's gross. Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry Mm -hmm. is kind of intriguing. Yeah, that's about it. Everyone else, I'm like I'd rather just have LeBron AD by themselves. Yeah, let's say if you have if you have Derozan, Lowry, and Anthony Davis, you better win a championship or you're gonna get shredded. I don't care if they're hurt or not. Figure it out. I, I still don't know how they the money wise. I I don't I would, know how it works. I would but love to. I would I want to sit down with one of these cap guys and be like, explain it because there's sometimes they, these teams are together and you go, I don't understand That's, how this happens. I think we talked about offer like three yeah. months ago, but yeah. like the Chiefs went yeah. from having like negative money right. to all of a sudden re-signing Kelsey Hill, yeah. extending Patrick Mahomes, and did all this stuff. And I said, there's like no like how'd you go from negative money to right. extend everyone? Yeah. Well, we paid them all guaranteed and signing bonuses, and then. And then but their actual cap hit is seven hundred thousand dollars, so we can pay more people up. For, it's gymnastics. Yeah. Like they have to be. Everyone talks about like people at NASA being the best mathematicians. Talk about salary cap professionals. So that's yeah. all their job is is to make the numbers work. Yeah, crazy, insane, absolutely yeah. craziness. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. Let's let's talk some NFL here while we're at it. Well, let's we'll end on wrestling because there's a lot to cover on the wrestling side this week. If you're not yeah. a wrestling fan, you can just turn it off. But um. Uh, the the NFL came out and uh, you know we did the AFC and NFC quarterback stuff last week, which was a lot of fun. We're going to preview rosters uh, in in the next couple weeks here when it comes you know to training camp once we kind of sort a little bit of the aid, the free agency bug out and all that good stuff. Um, but the NFL announces that teams will have to forfeit games if um, their team is compromised enough due to COVID nineteen exposure on unvaccinated players if games can't be made up. They're not going to extend the regular season, um, all that good stuff. And that has been met with some controversy. Um, you know, the, there's some player fines that are going to be involved as well if, if they if they do have COVID. Um, and we've also, we've already seen some, some NFL coaches get fired or just leave their teams because they don't want to get it because 
all high-ranking personnel of every NFL team has to be vaccinated. So it includes players, or not players, but coaches uh, and personnel executives all have to be vaccinated per the NFL rules now. Uh, don't worry, Lions fans. Everybody on your coaching staff has been vaccinated, so no worries there. Um, and most of the league is vaccinated at this point as well, I will mention. Players as well. Um, but, Mike, I want to ask you, where are you at? And, and this is not going to get, and, and I don't want it to get political. We don't do politics on this show. It's a waste of time for everybody involved. Um, but where are you at with this? Do, do you think that this is a, a fair assessment by the NFL to, to get people like, you know, listen, like you don't got to get vaccinated, but if you get it and you expose enough of your team members who also don't have it, and you can't be competitive this week. Mm-hmm. Either A, you're going to lose because you don't have starters, or B, you don't have enough players to play. That's on you guys at mm-hmm. that point. Like, where where are you at with that? Um, you know, overall, like th- this mandate. That they're putting yeah, out I mean, I have like I'm like mixed. Yeah. Um, like I honestly don't. It doesn't really bother me yeah. because well, well, for one, my teams that I root for yeah, no, openly aren't, really aren't aren't affected, so it's not going to affect me. Yeah. And two, I think like you said, most of the teams are fine, yeah. so I don't think like I don't think like I think the NFL like made this out and everyone was like freaking out about it. Right. But at the I end of the really day, I think it's going to affect like maybe three teams. Yeah. And like, there's like three teams with players that openly talk I'll about say, it. If it affects the Lions and be like, no, we're probably going to lose anyway, so it's all. Yeah, like if we if the Lions end up playing like the Cardinals yeah. and then they have COVID stuff happen and then we get a free win, I go, no, look at that, good. Yeah, look at that. Woo! Bye weekend a win. Look at that. Score. Instead of four, we get yeah. five and it ruins my under. God dang it. <laughs> so it ruins my under. <laughs> but I, I like like the mandate is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really like I just have no like yeah real it's hard. Thought. It's like, hard it's like, right? because like I said it's. It is a prerogative, right? Yeah. And whether you get it or don't, I don't personally care. Um, you know, it's your own, it's yeah. your own thing, whatever, like that. But at the same time, there is a little bit of the whole like you do work for the NFL, mm-hmm. so like if they want to do this, you kind of like it's either do it or don't. Yeah. But like you have to deal with the repercussions accordingly, right? It, it just kind of is what it is. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's gonna boycott over it, and the people that are gonna boycott over it probably okay. You're probably replaceable, like mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. No offense, but like. If you don't get it and you get COVID and you're out, it only affects you mm-hmm. and your team at the end of the day. It yeah. affects your health. It affects your team's health and that kind of stuff. It doesn't doesn't affect the Rams. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect the 49ers. It doesn't yeah. affect somebody. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that's the thing. And I think the NFL was just trying to mitigate it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't play, it affects them because they don't make money. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a money thing. Mm-hmm. And it's if we don't get it's these always. games played, well, then it's your fault because you didn't want to get vaccinated. Then guess what? You cost the NFL money, you cost your team's money, you cost the league money. Now we're now you're gonna take whatever, and the high, we can't fire you because what are you gonna do, right? You're a yeah. contractor, but like you're gonna lose that game now mm-hmm. because of it. You know they're trying to impose the s- steepest possible sanctions yeah. without banning you from the league, and the worst thing you can do is force team to lose game. Yeah. So and I don't, I don't think at the end of the day it's going to – Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't think it will come up once this year. I think uh, maybe somebody will be, have COVID and have to sit out, but I don't think it will be the deterrent of like, oh, like the Lions have to forfeit a game. Yeah. The Cardinals have to forfeit a game. The, you know, yeah. I don't think it's ever going to get to that. And let's hope it doesn't, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Like last thing we want to do is like have an NFL playoff game be decided because – yeah, a COVID or something like Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl is like oh oh well, Tampa Bay just wins another. Brady wins it again because 
Tyreek sneezed. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I, real quick, this isn't on the agenda, but I did want to ask you about this because we may be doing a quick hitter about it if it actually comes out this week by the time people are hearing it. Um, Aaron Rodgers and these retirement rumors. Um, first off, wow. Second of all, do you believe it? And third of all, do you think it's really just a ploy for him to get out of Green Bay? I want because we now we've heard that Devontae Adams is not their extension talks to Green Bay have gone yeah. to a complete cluster bleep. I mean, I go ahead. I want to ask you another question. So, after this, so I just for, can't for, what's for me, I think this solidifies that they're going to play this year. And I think they're done after this year. Okay. You think so? Yeah. With I the think, whole last dance. Yeah, the last dance thing. thing. I yeah. think this is like they're like, if we win it this year, we'll see what happens. But they're not going to win it this year. So <laughs> I think I think this is going to be their last dance together. And then DeAndre, add, DeAndre yeah. Adams is out. Yeah. Rodgers will sneak his way to well, wherever here's what's De- crazy. Rodgers still has, like, you know, because Rodgers turned down a two-year extension. Yeah. Right? Which would have kept him in Green Bay for five more years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got some time left on his deal. Um, what is intriguing to me, though, and why I don't necessarily think that they are going to come, at least I think Adams will play this year. I think he will play for mm-hmm. sure. Just because, it, okay, he may not get the contract extension, but I think he's like, well, I'm still getting paid a lot of money. I'm going to go out yeah. there and play. Like, my gripe is not the same as Aaron's, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but from a Rodgers perspective, I would be very hesitant to, if I were him, and I guess for Adams too in some regard, but like if I get hurt, I'm a 36, 37-year-old quarterback who wants to get traded and, by the way, does broke name mm-hmm. a body part, and now I've got I've had injury. He's missed 17 games in the last three years. Yep. So it's like he is – he's like I think at this point I think he'd be a little concerned to go out there. Like, I'm going to go play for a team that I don't want to play for anymore yep. on a team that's not constructed well enough to win a Super Bowl and on a – coaching staff that doesn't trust me to have the ball in my yeah. hands in the biggest moments. See, my, my thought process is actually kind of the opposite, where I yeah. think if he comes back knowing he's unhappy, I think the coaching staff is going to try to do everything in their power yeah. to be like, not like no, what, no, not sure. not no, what yeah. do you want to do, yeah, but no, they're I gonna they're gonna protect the crap out of him. They're gonna be yeah. like, make sure he's never touched. Yeah, he's gonna like. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's just as simple as he runs on the field, he twists his ankle, and he pops something. Like yeah. that's gonna happen regardless. But what yeah. I am saying is that, like, if he doesn't want to be there, I can't see him putting himself. In. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you you could be right because yeah. that was my first. I went, oh man, they're coming back again. It yeah. Um, but like to come out and be like, I'm not putting my body on the line at all for you in mm-hmm. any circumstance while this is going on. I don't know. But do you think – I don't think he's actually going to retire. No. Uh, but do I think he could pull a Carson Palmer and retire? And I'm saying that in air quotes for you people here that are listening to us right now. Um, and then just to get out of Green Bay? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And I do think that at this point – do you think there's any way that he stays in Green Bay long term? At this point, probably not. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything they can do at this point to salvage it. I think, no. I think, I think what I killed think, him more than anything is the Brady situation. Yeah. Brady going and winning, and Bruce Arians being like, You want to sign Antonio Brown? Yeah. Sure. We literally, already got our top two guys. That, can be number three. I think that is <laughs> like literally the yeah. only thing that could keep Aaron Rodgers there is one. He's this, the new this, GM. <laughs> this, yeah, like this free agency and the draft, and they go, Come in the war room, sit here. Who do you, what do you want? want? Yeah. I think that that's is the, never gonna happen. and that's never gonna happen. But I think that is the only way you could salvage it is yeah. literally like going to free agency and go, who do you like? Right. Sit there with them and be like, okay, who do you want us to call? 
And then like right. whoever, like right. name right. a wide yeah. receiver. He goes, yeah. all right, t- pick up the phone. Hey, are you available? Like yeah. literally right. just pick up the phone with Aaron Rodgers there, calling people, calling people yeah. in to try to get my I team. Just, I it's am, the only way you can get him. I am absolutely mystified by the, the amount of bungling that the Green Bay Packers have done in this situation. Yeah. To let's like let's review their offseason, right? So they re-sign Aaron cool. Jones to a big money deal. Okay. So you paid running back big money. How many times has that worked out for teams? Still waiting on that one to work out well. Mm-hmm. Um you then don't draft another wide receiver in the draft. You draft a corner. Um Aaron Rodgers is unhappy, and yet you leak it to the media that you've tried everything in your power to to keep him here and he just doesn't want to stay. He doesn't like it anymore. Tries to turn the fan base against him. And now you try to get Devontae Adams to re-sign another extension with you. And, oh, by the way, that blows up in your face as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention the fact that the year before you trade out for a quarterback who wasn't ready to play. I just don't understand how you could have made this many wrong steps. And they've done it now twice. They did it with Favre, too. Mm-hmm. Now, Favre was a little bit older was not playing at the level that Aaron Rodgers is. But at the same time, like, like the Buccaneers took a quarterback in this year's draft. Now, obviously not the first pick, right? But you know what they did? They called Tom Brady said, hey, are you cool with this? And Tom went, yeah, absolutely. I'm Mm -hmm. 45 years old. It only makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? How hard was it for Cream Bay to be like, listen, hey, you're still part of the plan, but we really like this guy, and we think that whether you're here for only five years or whatever – we think that he can be something once you're done. I no, nope, nope, couldn't do, like. I, I just don't understand how "quote unquote" one of the premier franchises in the league can continuously treat their the players that get them to where they're at because it hasn't been their coaching, mm-hmm. and yet you you bungle it this bad. Let me ask you this: worst off season, the Houston Texans or the Green Bay Packers? Oh, Houston Texans. You think so? Bad. Houston yeah. Texans is disgusting. You see, he reported to camp today. Yeah. I was genuinely shocked. I'm surprised he's even allowed to. I'm sorry. At this point, he'd be on the exempt list or whatever yeah. by the commissioner. But I digress. Anyway, um, I just don't, I just don't get it. You mm-hmm. go from being a perennial Super Bowl contender to you may not have the best player to ever play for your franchise, and then next year your best receipt, the best receiver you've had in years, mm-hmm. is gone too. I just. Wow. And way to put your quarterback, Jordan Love, in the worst position. Hey, by the way, so you're going to take over, and Devontae Adams also is not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so who do you got to throw to? Equamius St. Brown. That's Boom. your guy. There's your number Woo! one, Devin baby. Funches, baby. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Disaster. All hey, right. it'll be fun, though, because maybe Lions will actually beat them once. Hey, there was a one point there, even with Rodgers. The Lions had lost to the Packers. And it was like two years. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. And we haven't beat them since. But that's not the point. That's the point. <laughs> All right. Let's shift. Last couple topics of the day here. Uh, we're going to talk some wrestling. First, let's do Money in the Bank first. And then we'll talk about the real headlines yeah, of the, the real week. Big stuff. my goodness, is there a lot of meat on the bone here. Um, Money in the Bank. One of the – I would say it's, it's definitely a B pay-per-view compared to like the core four, right? Yeah. But um, I would say it's one of the – more up tier ones of them yeah. because there's a lot of implications coming off of yeah. it usually. Well, it's, you, uh, you know to me, I mean? it's like yeah. it's like it's a, if you had a power five. Yeah, this is five. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about it match by match here. Um, all the surprises and everything that goes along <laughs> with it, buddy. How yes. fun it was! It was such a great show. Yeah, I had so much fun. It was, it was watching a hit all. Or, of it was it. a hit or miss show for me. Yeah, 
So we opened the show. What did we open the show with? The women's Money in the Bank match, I believe. Uh, no, I was, did you watch the pre-show tag match? Oh, it was actually really I, good. Yeah, I did actually watch. That's true. Sorry. Yeah, I always forget because yeah. usually the pre-show sucks. But yeah. Yes. The Mysterios and Usos had a yep. really good match. Tore it down. And the Usos won the tag titles on the pre-show. Yep. Thumbs Solid. up. Solid. Uh, should have cool. done it on SmackDown, but it's fine. Could have done it on SmackDown. Could've or could have could have popped a rating. Hey, or, you can put him on Raw because Raw's unbearable. So Or you take the AJ Styles almost went off. And, and just, just take it off completely. Yeah. I will say, though, this ma- that match it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I'll no, give, I'll no, give it wasn't. credit. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll I would agree with you. Yes. Um, so we opened with a rough, a rough start. So we had um, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Selena Vega lose to Nikki Ash. You didn't like it? For the win- no, in the women's money right. in the bank ladder match. You didn't like it? Not at all. Really? N- Why not? Literally not a second of it. Really? You didn't like that she won or just all of it, I just oh, okay. didn't like. Okay. Now yeah. I didn't want Alexa Bliss to win. That was like yeah. my prediction. Yeah. I didn't want her to win. Yeah. But I wanted um almost anyone else. Actually not Tamina. But almost anyone else to win. Really? Yeah. You're not digging the character and all not that at stuff? Not at all. Really? Not See, at all. I was actually kind of happy for Nikki Cross. Um, if Nikki Cross wasn't a superhero, I, I was happy for her. Here's the thing, though. And, and once again, this goes to the business side of it. And Vince has already kind of, you know, she's come out and said, you know, that Vince believes in the character because it's the outside stuff. It's she can go to schools and, yeah. you know what I mean, and be the star. Mm-hmm. That kind of yeah. thing. So I get it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard for... So, but I was happy for her, no matter the character, mm-hmm. to go out. I didn't like the finish to where she just... Everyone else is fighting and then mm-hmm. she just walks up and grabs that it. Was, that was wow. hilarious. I went, talk, oh my God, the match is over. <laughs> talk about my least favorite finishes of all time. <laughs> that was rough. That might yeah. be like the third worst well, I've seen this year. Oscar's just kind of standing there and like jabbing at her a little bit and I was like, ooh, this is, this is not... Oscar deserves better. But yeah. I will say this. Um, I do think they have a star in the making in Liv Morgan. A lot of momentum yes. for her. People That's who I really, really want. I did to win. too. And I thought she had a really good chance of doing it. But I'm not upset with the Nikki Cross thing. She goes raw, spoiler alert, next night, wins the raw women's title. I'm totally cool. She's not gonna hold it long term, no. obviously. Um I, I I thought here's the thing. Going out of it thinking they tried to make a new star and mm-hmm. they tried to elevate somebody else, and at the end of the day, that is what this pay-per-view in particular needs to be made for for these two matches the money to make matches they need to be a conduit to make new stars mm-hmm. yeah, sure. so for that i was fine with okay i would have also preferred to see Liv morgan get it yeah. um, but i get it from a business perspective why nikki cross got it. Yeah. i was happy for her that's fine uh, so our next match we had aj styles and almost beating the viking raiders eric and ivar in 13 minutes got Two and a half stars. The oh, first one, fair. the first one got two stars. Yeah, the first money to make ladder match. Yeah. But this one got two and We've a half seen way stars. Too many ladder matches in the last six months, and that's yeah, why these care. matches were rough. Yes. For me. Um. Yeah. This match was fine. Yeah, um, this is when I kind of like zone out during though. I, I was too. like, well, I went, I, I went and showered, I came back. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I don't believe the Viking Raiders are gonna win. I nope. think they want they want AJ and Almost versus Rated yeah. Bro RK RK Bro RK Bro or whatever. So I think that'll be fun. So yeah, I thought this was fine. Showcase Omos, a couple big spots there. Ivar and Eric are two big guys who can kind of sell and really get up there when mm-hmm. you need to. So it made Omos look really well, made made him look really good. Um, yeah. But honestly, I've just not been a fan of the Viking Raiders as a tag team. Like mm-hmm. I just think it's they're a gimmick in a time where that kind of gimmick doesn't work. Yeah. We're not, you're not a Viking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're just not. Like why can't you just be like 
I would rather than come I, it's, out. It's and, weird because I feel like like when you think about like some of the characters, like yeah. like even like the Undertaker, like I feel right. like that kind of character doesn't work now. And that's why he changed, yeah. right? Like now, once you get to a certain level, I do feel like like Hulk Hogan's shtick will always work because it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I think you have to get to a level of like legend status for it. Like Kane coming out and like you're the demon sure like it yeah. doesn't really work but we get it yeah because he's I think, and i think that's why the fiend hasn't worked Flamed out as fast because as it did. i because no one be, like it's stupid right. like no one believes right. it right i think back in like when undertaker debuted it's like oh like well yeah because like, everyone had an occupation but then in the mid 90s right he changed yeah right and then uh, when he came back it was like he's the american badass and all stuff. It's like yeah. okay he, he's being built from death valley texas and like Okay, that's a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and they did it in a really nice way. The Undertaker's, I think, are the exception to the rule, not the rule, right? Yeah. Um, but I would rather them just come out and just be, like, badasses. Yeah. Like, they can still have – everything they do is fine, but just – they can be called the Viking Raiders. Fine. But, like, I just – like, the whole Viking thing, they can't talk either, which is yeah. another thing that really hinders them for me. They have no promo skills. Mm-hmm. So, it's like – yeah, it's only so much I can get to. Uh, our next match, this is how rough I thought this first like couple <laughs> matches were. So we had Bobby Lashley defeating Kofi Kingston by referee decision. Even Remember though when people thought Kofi had a shot in this match. <laughs> even though I thought Kofi tapped out, but maybe I just like this. I think it. he did too. I but, thought he did too. But it's by referee decision. And I think I went minutes. to the bathroom, came back, and I went and it's over. Oh, yeah. Oops. yeah. Seven minutes and thirty seconds. Got two stars. He got destroyed. And he literally got destroyed. He got John Cena, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, in the worst of ways. <laughs> in like the worst yeah. of ways. Um, it was funny. However, if you are a Kofi Kingston fan, there is a little bit of like, I guess, hope in this regard. He has now reached a point where you can put Kofi in the main event scene and nobody blinks an eye anymore. Yeah. That is an important step, right? Like, like Bobby Lashley is at that point, obviously, because he's the champion. But like, there are certain guys who are like, if they put Jinder Mahal tomorrow in the main event, you go, why the hell is Jinder Mahal in the main yeah. event? Even though they're going to try again. But like, yeah. Kofi is at a point where he has built up enough equity within the fan base where he can challenge for the world title and people aren't going to go, oh, he's well, challenging for the world the title. The thing I, I normally you like about I mean? these kind of storylines, which yeah. they're not going to do, but no. is like he gets decimated, but right. then you can have a nice like nine-month nine like comeback yeah. and eventually challenge and maybe win the title or at least right. have a better outing. Like Cena Agreed. did with like Lesnar, where like yep. he loses, but like in like nine months he's yep. like back up there like having a really good match with him or mm-hmm. at like the Royal Rumble or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yep. So that's that. Like I would love to. No, they're not going to do that. No, this, they don't. They the, don't write that these, long. Away, some but. of these title matches outside of the Edge Roman one, right? We're like, we just got to get to SummerSlam. Like this, yep. the the matches outside of the Roman and Edge and the Two Money in the Bank were very much like we just got to get through it. Yeah. To get to SummerSlam. Yes. Because SummerSlam's going to be off the hizzy. Yeah. Uh, next match was actually a shocker to me. Yeah. Charlotte Flair so, beating man, Rhea Ripley. So good. Really good. Was, oh, so I, weird. I, I texted you and I went, they were holding back for the last three months so yeah. hard. You're like, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. This yeah. is a great match. Yeah. Four and a quarter stars. Uh, obviously, Charlotte won the title, then lost yep. it the next night. Yeah. But it's fine. Another one day title reign for Charlotte Flair. <laughs> 
trying to beat her. Trying, trying to beat, to beat her, the dad's uh, record yeah, in like two Rick, years. Trying to beat Rick's record of dropping it. Rick was the opposite. Rick would lose it for a short amount of time and then win it back. Like Kerry Von Eric would beat him, and then three yeah. weeks later, Rick would win it back. Terry yeah. Darvin would beat him for a month, and he went back. Yeah. But, yeah, this this was definitely, like, I feel like, he, now here's the thing with this match compared to some of the other matches, though, is that I think I went in going, this is going to be the worst match of the show. <laughs> and then it, like, yeah. got better because I was like, oh, it's actually no. probably the second or third yeah. match, they put, best they match put, on the show. This was a really good match. This is the kind of match that we envisioned it could have been. Yeah. But they were just kind of like, let's just go out there. Right. Let's run through it nice and easy. And then once fans are back. Let's, yeah, let's, let's decimate it. it. Yeah, so I thought they had a really good WrestleMania match last year. Mm-hmm. You know, when with no crowd, I thought that was a solid match too. Yes. This is the best match they've had though by far. One hundred percent. Rhea looked great. Charlotte looked good. Th- this was a win-win for everybody involved. Rhea's mm-hmm. a babyface again, which is where she needs to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, thought this was solid all the way throughout. That yep. was a really great match. Uh, co-main event really which, showed out for them. Yeah, right. which I was completely wrong because I thought this would definitely main event, but yeah, I did too. A little. What do I? I what like, do I know? I was like, man, I was like, Roman they, they, Edge, man. they just love Roman, I guess. So I we got Roman. we got Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, yeah. Ricochet, Riddle, and Seth Rollins losing to Big E yeah. Langston in 18 minutes. Got four and three quarter stars. Well, good thing we have to see this match because Peacock decided to crap out right before this match. What yep. a disaster, dude. Yep. Oh, my god. Peacock gosh. was not fun. Absolutely terrible. I'm texting him like, what links you got? And you're like, I got you. So you came in clutch. I got, match, I got the illegal streams. Don't you yeah, worry. Yeah, I thought this match was fine. Um, not... I've been on this. I'm going to keep being on this. I'm not a big E guy. I'm just not. I just, yep. there's just not, it's not there for me. And I don't know who he's going to beat where I can be like, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll with it until it doesn't work. It's yeah. Fine. Like, I just, listen, if I have to, it's better if, than Otis, I yeah. guess. If like, I have to roll with Nikki Cross, I'm going to roll with Big E. Yeah. So. Like, I just, I don't know. For me, I just don't, I don't know. I just felt like there was better options there. I thought Nakamura would have been better. Um, I thought there was one point in the match where it looked like, Shinsuke was actually gonna get it, and I was, and then there was a point where I thought Kevin Owens was actually gonna get it, and I was like, "All right, let's go!" Like mm-hmm. a renewed Kevin Owens push, totally, hundred percent fine. But to my rule, they did elevate Big E, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna kill him for it. But yep. if he's the one to beat Roman, I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. I thought I, he was gonna come out the oh, end of the show. So, and honestly, I hope Roman chokes him out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I'm all about building new stars, but not at the expense of the best wrestler in the world today. And that's who he is. Uh, Roman Reigns, in the main event, defeated Edge in 33 minutes. Got four and a quarter stars. I thought this was really good, Yeah, it was really good. The finish was mad because they had to set up Rollins. Yeah. But I thought they did really nice work here. Yeah, it's really good. I think it's just like... It, the complete different style WWE has. Like, I have to, like, yep. change my brain function watching yep. WWE than watching, like, every other company. Because yep. I expect, like, when you go into, like, Kenny Omega versus Pac match, yep. you're, like, you're just getting, like, spot yep. after spot. It's, like, spot fest, basically. Yeah, for sure. And then when you watch something like this, you have to, like, change your parameter because you're, like, all right, this is going to be the story yep. and, like, the it's deep dive, slow build, slow build match. It's a early. Edge makes the comeback. It highlighted Edge, made it look Roman, look weak yeah. right at the time where it's like, oh, Edge has got it. You know, yeah. you get people to believe for that moment Edge is going to win the world title. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think this was gonna, there's no way, right? Yeah. So it's like the I thought they did a really, really, really nice job. They told a great story. Um. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love everything Roman's doing. I tweeted about it before. I go, Roman's, like, they made yeah. a post about it where it was, you know, because the Usos had the tag titles, they posted a picture of it. I go, Roman's the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, now, he's, he's my second like, favorite. Like, in the but... ring, you can make, you're not sure. Maybe Okada or somebody, like, yeah. t- tit for tat is fine. But from a character perspective, from the promo work he has been doing, to the in-ring quality, to the feud quality, I don't think anybody's touching Roman right yeah. now. I, like he is the if you want to talk about we're gonna talk about AEW here in a second but like even with that being said like we talked last week well WWE's women's division is better than AEW's but Britt Baker is the best right is the hottest woman yeah. wrestler in the world right now right now you can make the argument that maybe AEW's main event scene may be a little bit more tighter than WWE's yeah. WWE's is but Roman is the best world champion in the world yeah. right now. I, I mean, to me, I like Kenny slightly yeah. more, but that's a personal preference yeah. thing. Um, I just think that right now, like, I just yeah. – Roman's even delivering promo-wise. I think Kenny yeah. – that for me is where I think Kenny's falling a little bit short. Don yeah. Callis is really helping, which is – It does. No, that, some of the like, stuff – so, like, he had a couple weeks ago – I guess we're yeah. just going to get into a – it's not a debate, but yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, he had that he had a really good promo with Hangman when it was like the, yes. they were setting up the yep. five-on-five. I, I, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yep, and I also, I also really enjoy when, like – Don Callis talks for him because, mm-hmm. like, Paul Heyman talks for yeah, Roman, for sure. obviously. Yeah. And then, like, Kenny was talking and, like, purposely forgot his line. Yeah. And Don Callis yeah. had a whisper. I did like, like that. it was like one of those, like, yeah. just like those little things. I'm like, I think that's funny to show that. Well, like, trying to get some of the internet, like, oh, look, you messed up. He goes, no, that's no, not he, no, he, he purposely yeah. messed up. No, I, but, I, I do think, but Kenny also didn't have to do what Romans had to do from a, a, a character development standpoint, the yeah. good chunk of his career. So I think he is, I think he is growing into that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he did not have to, like when they do those press conferences in Japan, yeah, it's in character, but they're just talking about being the best, right? Like yeah. Kenny now has to tell a story about why the, like American wrestling fans should want to see him versus Hangman. Yeah. Right. Like if I've never seen him in Japan, why do I, why are you the best? Yeah. Why? What, what is making me think that? Yeah, I agree. The Bucks are doing a really good job of that right now. Mm-hmm. They've completely transformed themselves. That is what I like and what Roman Reigns has done. Roman mm-hmm. Reigns has done a complete 180, and his promo work has immensely gotten yes. better yeah. be, since joining with Paul Heyman. I don't know if Paul, but his delivery, everything about it. I mean, you can like Kenny better. That's fair. Kenny's my number two, but like, yeah, it's, Kenny, a, it's like, I, I, every time Roman goes on my, on the screen, he is the only person where I go, I'm going to sit down and watch what he is going yeah. to do or say. Yeah, to be fair, it's those two, and then there's like Everybody a gigantic else. gap, yeah. and then everyone else right, right. now. Like, there's Although no Jay White wins the world title at some point. Yeah, if Jay White's, I, if Jay White's IWGP champion, <laughs> yeah. then he jumps um, up there, right. and he's in the top three yeah. there. I just, but right yeah. now, there's no one that's anywhere close yeah. to those two. Yeah, it's I, just kind of then on it's, personal it's preference. It's so nice to see, because this is what Roman should have been this entire time, yeah. and it's it's just been fantastic. All right, and obviously, to talk about the end of that match, right? Roman wins. You set up Seth Rollins versus Edge match. Which I like. That was my favorite yeah. part. Yes, yeah. By far. Good. And that match can tear the house down, by yeah. the way. I'm, once again, SummerSlam is going to be awesome. Yep. Um, and then Roman takes the mic, the acknowledge me, which I thought was perfect. Oh, I forgot about this. And then, you know, and yeah. here we go. Uh, yeah. And the crowd explodes. I mean, holy cr- I I kind of popped a little bit too. I knew it was coming, and I yeah. was like, all right. Yeah, when getting, he grabbed the mic, like, I said, Cena's like, coming. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I was waiting for it. I'm on the edge of my seat, and then it kicks on. People losing their minds. You know, it's... Cena's back, and you're like, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it was everything you wanted it to be. The stare down was perfect. You know, they, I yeah. kind of wanted like a little bit of a something before yeah. they went off air, but I understood why they went off air the way they did. Yeah. It was great. I just, you know what I need is. So good. So the promo, I think I've watched <sighs> more than any other promo in WWE history, maybe. Oh boy. Maybe. Really? Is when Cena, I think it was like 2017, when Cena and Reigns had their yeah. first, like that right. match. When, Re- when Reigns got, or well, Cena put him over. Yeah, basically. yeah, but, yeah. but that, I think it was like the Raw before, two weeks yep. before, and Cena was just clapping, lazing yeah. into him about everything, mm-hmm. about his shitty promos yep. and all that yep. stuff. Yep. I rewatch, it's like on my YouTube feed, all, and I like rewatch it, so I'm like, Cena just goes so hard there are times to like put like tr- to test a guy oh my gosh that's why it like and that's why this one i'm excited because now roman's better yeah. and he's got paul Heyman. so, so the jabs and the, like the quips and the like they're gonna have a contract when, signing well, you know on friday on friday night right because you know roman declined his yeah. challenge right yeah. or whatever but before that cena came out did his thing and then just paul Heyman came out and they went at it and i'm just like yeah. Oh my gosh. That is, and that's what's so frustrating about WWE. We're going to get into this a little bit too, where you're like, man, when you can put on something like that, where you're just like, this is so good, so entertaining, and so top notch, to then be like, meh, it's just whatever. Um, but yeah, great job there. Give me a grade for the show before we talk about the big news. Wrap the show. We're already an hour and twenty in. So. Yeah, I think I think I'd give it like a B minus. Yeah, this maybe was fine. C plus. Or something. The, I think the women's world title match really solid. Edge Roman, we knew it was going to deliver, and it did pretty much in all facets. And then Cena coming back puts it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it a solid B. All right, let's talk about the big news here. Uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan reportedly are supposed to be going to AEW. I'm just going to say they're going because until I hear otherwise, that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, what does this mean in terms of what AEW is doing and what WWE is doing? Because yeah. I think this is going to be beneficial for us. And I think it's going to light a massive fire under Mr. Vince McMahon's. Yeah. Botox. Yeah. Um, I think now I think the more important one is the CM Punk one. So I'm going to hit that second. Okay. Um, Daniel Bryan, I think is a, is a big one. I don't think Daniel Bryan will be like as much on AEW. Right. And, as and let's say, right. He, he's, he's preferring to go to AEW over re-signing with WWE because of the relationship between with AEW and, and New Japan. Japan. And Bryan wants to go to New Japan, yeah. which would be huge. You know, what's, did. you know, what's great about this whole thing yeah. is my secret hope. Now it's probably won't happen because I think it's like too close. Yeah. But they moved the G one down this year, and yeah. it starts in like the middle or end of September. Yeah. And so if all these rumors and stuff happens, mm-hmm. maybe Brian could be in the G one this year. I'd be totally fine. with And that. I'd be fine with it. You'd but, be top end talent. But it'll be year. but and it'll be great. But like the timing, like usually it's in August yep. or July. I think yep. they moved it down. Yep. Maybe because of well, yeah, we got because Bushi's out. Bushi's you know, out. We're doing like, all this cross promotion right now. Yeah. We're hoping Will Osprey can get back, which yeah. I don't think he will in time, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think so but, Anyway, continue. But yeah, yep, anyway. Yep, yep. So I think I think uh, the relationship with New Japan is basically why Daniel Bryan's there. And I yep. think Daniel Bryan's going to do a lot in Japan mm-hmm. and a lot in like – I think he want to go to CMLL too or Triple A or something. He want to go to one of the two. Um, Triple A is the one they have the working relationship with. Yeah, so Triple A is probably the one he'll go to then. Yeah. Um, but he wanted to go to one of them in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to go like all over the world, and I don't think WWE would – let him go. Maybe, maybe to New Japan, but yeah. not like everywhere they like. He wants yeah. to go to like Impact to work a little bit. He wants to go yeah. to Ringo. Like he wants to go everywhere and yeah. work. So. I think this is definitely his farewell tour where he just wants to hit and wrestle everybody he can that's good. Yeah, and, and then say, and then leave. Like he wants like Osprey. He wants yeah. Kenny. He wants like, all those exciting. guys and then leave. Punk now, I think mm-hmm. it's the big one because one, if you want to spike a rating, 
That's spike a radio. Yeah, that's away. gonna be the most wild thing of all time. Yeah. But also, and WWE will let them do. That's the thing. WWE, okay, Punk's gonna debut. That's fine. This Raw or whatever we're going up against, yeah, there's gonna suck. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll throw it in. You have it this week. Yeah, we'll come back next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I do like how they do that. They're like, you know what? We get it. Go watch it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we'll just give you nothing it's this nice week. That, that they're on separate nights now, which is nice. Yeah, so you can watch NXT on Tuesday and then Dynamite on Wednesday, and like. I got it both. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this would be, especially with the report that like Punk would want to be on TV from a week to week basis, not like Russell yeah. week to week, because mm-hmm. that would be awful. But just be on. Stick, t- but he just needs to be on the mic every single week, talking, yeah. whether it be on commentary, like like randomly, like MJF and Don Commentary. Nobody can touch me. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. I think Punk is the biggest news yeah. in wrestling every year yeah. but because randomly every year all out in Chicago it's going to be huge. What does this do for WWE though? Is this like a wake up call? Is yeah. it a like well, it better be a wake up need, call. Like well here's the thing, WWE's so big and AEW's goal is not to put WWE out of business. No, they just right? want to give you the they're, alternative. They're an alternative and that's a fair way to do it, right? Um but it's obviously Knowing what Vince McMahon is, he's a freak of nature, mm-hmm. right? Triple H is competitive as hell. Yeah. They're going to step up their game. So is this is this the magic bullet that's finally going to be like – and now they are, in fairness, the way they're stacking up SummerSlam right now, it looks to be a very, yeah, very, it could be very really loaded solid. card, yeah. right? Minus Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. But outside of that, it looks like to be it's going to be a yeah, really, it really looks, good it'll card. It be good, yeah. So is this going to be the thing where you're like, all right, we got to get – some of these guys from NXT up here. We've yeah. got to get some fresh they, blood up here. We gotta. We really gotta start. I, I actually would say SummerSlam is not the big event that they need to worry about. Yeah. The draft that happens like yeah. two weeks after no needs yeah, to be that a complete hard. like yeah. overhaul on everything and mm-hmm. just kind of hit the reset button a hundred percent and just go. Here are our rosters. They like need you to put everybody into a pool and yeah. start over. Like you know, like what they did in 2016 for like yeah. SmackDown, where they had everyone sit around the ring and go, "Okay, who wants this world title? Who want like who wants it? Like come come get it, kind of thing. Like reset everybody, make everyone almost like an equal at a point, yeah. and just go have a big 32 man tournament for the world. Like reset everything is what they really need to do for um, WWE to really overhaul. They need to bring a whole bunch of people from NXT up. They need to move some people from Raw down. Yeah, and they <laughs> just need to like move, move some people, people around. To Raw is what they need to do. I, just, I, yeah. I don't want them to move Roman off of SmackDown. Um, I really don't. I think because it's like you just get just enough, right? And then like I don't want because I don't want him to overexpose him. Like yeah. Drew McIntyre, I feel like has a little bit been overexposed at this point. Yes. So it's like I don't want them to do that because we're three hours. Yes, you know I mean? agree. But I think Roman he's like, gonna go to Raw, he but needs it's to gonna, go to Raw to help the rating oh, there, God. but. I'm going to watch because of him, but it's not the point. Exactly. It's going to make everyone go watch for all of us. He's so good, dude. It's like, I'm just so happy that he's finally... I've been a fan of him forever, but like, I knew the... I get, I understood why people booed him, right? Yeah. Like, I got that. It's the same reason why people booed Cena. It's the same reason, yeah. right? But like, at the same time, like, when you go in, you're like, man, that was just really freaking good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and now he's just delivering on the character side. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. I'm very excited to see what this means going forward, because yeah. I think AEW is is really hitting a lot of the right notes right now, right? They're really doing a lot of things right. They're setting up All Out to be a banger of a Dude. show. Oh, my like gosh. We, I think we, we joke and go, like, oh, tw- All Out 2020 was a little rough. It was. 2019 it was. is probably was their, one of their best shows, yeah. but it's it's like it, it's a this show. This is really setting this, up to this be, one, like, like, 
I, this I, is going to be their moment. Like, when you run down some of them, like, you got, like, Cody, Malachi Black, Kenny Omega, Hangman. You know, you run down, like, Bucks and name a tag team. It's going to be great, probably. Yeah. Maybe FTR again no, or something. It might be Dark Order. Maybe or Dark Order. Hey, give me Stu and Evil Uno or oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you run down some of these matches. Super Smash Bros. versus the Young Bucks for the AEW tag titles. Sign, sign me, me up. Um, MJF versus Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, it's like, gonna be really. You, you run down. You're like, if you give me a seven, eight match card with all this stuff happening, I'm like, Darby Allen versus whoever. Miro gets mm-hmm. a nice big match or whatever. Like, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a. No, it's gonna be really fun time. Nice. I'm really looking forward to it. They're really hitting all their notes. They're really hitting their. Stride. And at the very end, you have Punk come out to knock the knock the roof off the yeah. place. It's gonna be wild. So. Yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, jeez, it's gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How how if he comes back. It's it's gonna change everything mm-hmm. in, in a lot of respects, right? They have a second show coming up, right? Rampage is gonna be here in August, so they need more talent. They need more top marquee talent. It's yes. very similar to what WCW had to do with Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nitro was three hours at the time. They brought a two-hour show to Thunder on TBS. You needed more marquee talent, right? Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Um, which is interesting to see, right? I'm interested to see the balance between the established stars that they've signed to building continuing to build some of their young guys it's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. kind of balance i'm interested to see the numbers for rampage and what that's going to feel like Rampage right? is going to be bad numbers right. but it'll be yeah fine. it's going to be yeah it's going to be rough because it's, you know, i right? think it's 10 o'clock on a friday it's so it's only an hour so it's like hour. it's going to be shortened up right but if you give me three solid matches and two promos on rampage every night yeah you're going to be have yeah. a recipe for success Lots of huge stuff. We're going to follow the story. We'll probably talk about it more next week, honestly, just based on how it's going. Um, lots of big stuff. Obviously, next week we're talking draft for the Pistons. We're talking start a training camp for the NFL teams, what we want to see out of all of your favorite teams, who we're interested about looking into, what rookies should we be paying attention to, any injuries, Richard Sherman going nuts, whatever you want to talk about, uh, all that good stuff next week on the Amelie's Right Sports Podcast. But that's going to be it. He's the Merck Zone on the mouth of Michigan. We will see you guys, as always, next time.